everybody, welcome to We Seal Genesis podcast. It's Shadia, your host. And today I'm grateful for two important things. The first thing being that after attending the self-esteem cohort organized by the Ark of Women in the summer by Pastor Leslie Osai in Connecticut, well, we did this virtually. Um, we Seal Genesis has now debuted the iTunes chart in the top 100 for podcasts. So yay to that testimony. And within that light, I had the opportunity to meet a very amazing person. Um, her name is Joy, and I've been following her on Instagram with her account, We Need Worship. Tonight, she joins us in a conversation with her husband, Patrick, and we're just gonna have an amazing session and we're gonna learn a lot of things about this couple in our couple series on the We Seal Genesis podcast. So Joy and Patrick, you're welcome. Hi, thank you for having us. Hey, thank you for having us. You're welcome. Um, I just wanna jump in real quick. Uh, Joy, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, so um, my name is Joy. <laughs> I am a wife and a mother as well to a beautiful baby girl. She's one right now. Um, yeah, I have a background in fashion merchandising and interior renovation. And right now I'm currently um, with my daughter at home and I'm in graduate school as well. So, and I'm also a worship leader. That's really good. That's amazing. That's a lot of things to juggle as a woman, um, especially in 2020. Congrats to you. Um, Patrick, what about you? Hey, my name is Patrick Ayurte. I'm originally from Ghana. I'm married to this wonderful woman that you just said juggles a lot of things, and <laughs> I give a lot of credit to her. So um, we've been married for um, over three years now, just with a, with a daughter. Um, I've been in the United States for close to 11 years. Um, I went to school in Ghana, I went to Ashes University, did computer science, and I moved to the U.S. currently um, a senior manager for a cyber degree um, department in Salesforce in the Bay Area. I'm also a worship leader for the Church of Pentecost, uh, Oakland District. Wow, that's, that's amazing as well. Um, I have quite a lot of friends that attended your school and um I, I can say one thing i can say is um it's definitely amazing to have like a school like that in ghana so yes this is the reason why i connected with you guys you guys are awesome um when i saw your 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 biography that joy sent me i was like wow how are they doing all this and still have time to evangelize and utilize instagram you know to catch the attention of many people so with a twist in our interest today, I just want us to enjoy something prepared by Joy and Patrick um, from Need Worship. Amen. Uh, we just want to encourage everyone listening that, you know, even though 2020 was filled with so much uncertainty and unexpected loss, you know, God is still God. Um, he's still our provider. He's still our strength. He never changes. So we just like to sing this song just to encourage everyone listening. Amen. You are my strength. strength. 
Definitely, God is our strength like no other. Um, this Amen. year is, um, like you said, our infamous 2020. Um, you know, lots of data have revealed that a lot of couples have struggled being together with each other. And you guys make this seem so seamless. Congratulations on that. Thank you. All the glory to God. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. And, um, you know, I was truly inspired to start this couple series uh, myself. I am single and um, with a lot of the episodes that we've done, we realized that, you know, statistics were showing that a lot of people around the ages of 25 to 35 actually listen to this podcast. So we want to bring things that, you know, can be exciting as well as add on or be as an add-on resource to their lives in terms of like their relationships with people. And another reason is because I was reading a book by Dr. Miles Monroe, may his soul rest in peace, um, which was basically talking about waiting and dating. And at the time when I received this book, like five years ago, I really didn't care for it because I said I didn't need it. And I, I mean, what was this talking about? But this year I, Put some intentionality in my life and even though I don't know I, I I wouldn't say I don't know I am looking for it to getting married but I also find it very important to do a lot of self-development work and basically seek peace this year for people around me so this is why this couple series is coming through and you're a first couple so the first thing that I wanted to ask was that what were some of the things that you guys did as, as singles when it relates to like your individuality and you know self-discovery journey before tying the knot? That's a very uh, important question uh, because as a Bible it is no marriage is a union between two people um, and think about it we got I got I was 29 and then you know and then I was 29 when I got married, right? So I lived my life for 25, 29 years. And then my wife had lived her life also, right? So there was the emphasis of making sure that what I'm bringing to the table um, was a sum of what God has built with me over that time and what God has built with her, right? So for me, I had to work on myself, um, making sure that um, knowing that going into marriage, I had to like adjust the way I was thinking about things. Right. So, when nine years old, I had been selfish, I had done things my way, so I had to build, uh, I had to have that pride and shift going to marriage, knowing what it is, knowing what it represents, and what knowing what it requires of us going to it. So, there are a lot of things I, do, I did for myself, and as a man, um, knowing what the role of a man is in a marriage, I had to make sure that I was in a position to provide security for my family so I had to make sure I was edu educated I had a good job I had the means to to be able to take off my, my family so those were the things I worked on myself I also worked on my spiritual side of me I've always been 
in the church, I always had the heart to worship God and serve God, right? So just getting closer to God um, and understanding what God is, the love that God is, the sacrifice that is required that God shared for us, right? So those are some of the principles that I had to work on myself. Number one, building myself in, in order to be a better husband, and a better father, um, and being able to provide for my family, and also being able to exhibit the qualities that God exhibits, um, being Christ as the head of the church, right? So I had to be able to work on myself, be able to exhibit qualities in my marriage. So those were some of the things I did personally um, to get me ready uh, for marriage. That's really interesting. And before I shift to Joyce, side of the story because she and I actually connected over uh, the cohort that I talked about over the summer. And this cohort has actually opened a lot of doors. I want to just know from a male's perspective, like, do you guys, did you, did you go through any, like, online courses or anything as such to get yourself ready on, on this journey that you just spoke about? No, I, I didn't really go through, I didn't go through any online courses, but uh, one of the things, one of the qualities I have is being able to observe and learn quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched my parents' marriage, right? Uh, while all, not all marriages are perfect, I picked the good things uh, in the marriage, right? So I saw how sweet my dad was, my mom, how caring he was, how he loved his children, right? So I was like, I want to be this, and I also want to be better, right? Mm-hmm. This is something as I looked at, and also, um, I got close to a lot of older uh, people whom I picked a lot of inspiration from. So I, I visit their homes, I see the love, the openness they share in their families and stuff, right? So I picked up a lot of things. And I think naturally also for me, I'm a very compassionate person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it wasn't easy for me to really align and adjust my mind to, to fit um, in an institution like that. Right, right. So intentionality and and be observant, you would say, were the things that you did. Exactly, yeah. That's lovely. And Joy, what about your side of the story? Yeah, so if I'm going to be honest, because I do think it's important to be honest and transparent, um, I wasn't as prepared as I should have been going in. Um, I think a lot of the times we hear these stories and we see these marriages and we're like, oh, they're so perfect. But um, I definitely, looking back, I um, was not as prepared as I should have been going into marriage. Um, Spiritually, um, my anchor, you know, was Christ. So that was there. But just um, every other aspect, I really struggled to just... Um, adapt to the role of, you know, a wife and just becoming one. And so I definitely would encourage um, single women out there to definitely prepare before marriage. Um, Like Patrick said, he looked at his parents and observed what was good in their relationship um, or, you know, like you're doing right now, you're reading books and everything. So I just thought I'm the type of person I'm very (laughs) just, um, you know, like impulsive 
I just go with the flow. And so when I went into it, you know, I love my husband dearly. And I'm just like, oh, marriage is just going to be perfect. It's just going to work out. I don't need to um, really seek advice or, you know, read things. But, um, yeah, I definitely uh, would encourage for single ladies to do that. But now, you know, going into marriage, now that... um, now I have the knowledge and it's much, much easier. But um, to answer your question, I didn't do much to prepare except for, you know, pray. And um, I love my husband. He felt like home. I knew he was the one. Mm. And so, but I wish I did a little more preparation. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And that's fine because then he brings all the things that he mentioned to the table. So it's still a learning process. I guess you guys can never get it completely perfect, but at least like you're together and doing the best that you can. So that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. And would you say that music and worship like brought you guys together? What's the history behind that? Yeah, definitely music and worship brought us together. So I actually met Joy in I think that was in 2021 okay so 2011 let me use the word 2011 okay uh, so she was in Seattle Washington State and I was in San Diego so we both go to the Church of Pentecost and we have this program called the Pentecost Conference so we both went there and my group from San Diego sang, so she sang with her group, and I sang, and right after uh, the program, we met in the hallway, and so we got connected, we, we, I introduced myself to her, and she did also, and I took a number, and we built our friendship from there, so number one, we got connected in a musical setting, and also, even on our first date also, we, I remember, uh, after we were going out, and did a lot of sightseeing, we came back, and and I played the piano, so we started playing, and it was very beautiful. And even though our friends around was like, they felt there was something beautiful. Uh, I was about to be dead, um, you know, in our relationship. So definitely, music has been our connecting um, factor, and has also been our driving and our bloodline uh, in the marriage. Yeah, um, like he mentioned, our very first date, I went back over, I went back to his place, and instead of Netflixing and chilling, he like out his um, keyboard, and we just started to worship together, and so, um, yeah, that moment I was like, okay, this guy is different, um, so yeah, we just worshiped together, and I'll never forget, like, I remember the song and everything, mm-hmm. and it roommates were around and they were just like wow like this is amazing you know the first date y'all are just (laughs) worshiping together so music has definitely connected us and in addition to that also besides the music the word of god has also kept us together because when joy knows i'm very passionate when it comes to um, the word of god and i can go on and on and on just talking about god right Mm -hmm. so i remember we're dating uh, the times when I'm doing like a road trip, she would be on the phone with me. And that's where I actually knew, like, she was the one. There was one time I was driving, I was in a six six hour journey, and Joyce played on with me throughout the, the journey. And all we talked about were the Bible and God, and that she was very 
intrigued and asking a lot of questions. So we had a lot of, while we had a lot, a lot of like, you know, physical like and romantic stuff, going out on dates and like eating and all doing all this stuff, right? There was one thing that kept just going also besides the worship was just talking about God and, and his fellowship and, 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 and his name in our marriage right now. Wow, that's that's beautiful. And you guys have pretty much like answered all the questions without even me asking. Um, so, <laughs> spirituality is definitely very important. Um, I know a lot of people concentrate on like they're one sided when it comes to relationships. So then they would do like all the dating and eating out and stuff. And then and then what I find out from my pastor friends is that they're counseling a lot of people who are coming to them saying you know like i don't even know this person and i think um that's shifting this conversation a bit into values and and, and vows so with that um this year for me as a single person uh, my goal was to instill peace in my life and my relationships with others i just want to hear a little bit about how 2020 began for you as individuals um being together at this time in this year that's a good question so Similar to everybody, uh, we all began 2020 with New Year's resolutions, a lot of plans. Um, but one of the things that I remember vividly that Joy had laid on our heart, uh, I think after we listened to the Watch Night service, yeah. um, we had a baby and so she wasn't available. And so she listened to the sermon um, again, right? And then she picked up a lot of things. And I remember she made a lot of notes from the sermon from our pastor. Pastor David Nemo, uh, who is in the Seattle district. And then, so she, I noticed she started, she decided to take her relationship with God uh, and much higher, right? And then she started praying to God and she started feeling a lot of things in her spirit, like this is the time, right? So she kept saying that too. So we started praying about it, right? Um, but knowing that we all, we still have the desire for God and we want to just do God's work, right? And I also told her that this year there's a lot of things that god is going to do in our lives so we you know we just have to believe in god right so she kept hearing the word this is the time this time right yeah. and then a lot of events started happening and a lot of things that unfolded um and actually this is how the need where she started actually um this year um so she kept hearing this is the time and she kept praying and one day god gave her a dream and through the holy spirit we got an interpretation of the dream and the dream pointed us to the fact that we were supposed to be, you know, serving God through our worship ministry, through an online platform, and that was the interpretation of the dream, right? Yeah. So, and then, you know, around that same time, right? Um, and even prior to COVID, Joy also had um, this vision to have this, like, almost like a house of worship where there's, like, constant worship, right? You know, where people can just go in and, and go out and just worship God, right? And when COVID happened, all the fiscal restrictions God opened the door through the online platform so we decided to go through the online platform and even we had a lot of reservations about it like how are people gonna accept it how are people leave it right but we just trusted and obeyed God and then followed so we had our first session um, with a need worship and then we got a lot of good reception and then we felt like this is it like this is the time that God was talking about right and then so we, we didn't even have the name worship at that time we just trusted and obeyed god and then we started praying to god about the name need more like what do you want us what do you want us to represent and then so through prayers um the holy spirit revealed it to joy sister 
um, and then the name Need Worship came about, and it just clicked in our spirit. And as I Need Worship started, so going back to your question, um, we started here with a lot of hope and expectations, a lot of things wrong, but God knew, you know, in His own time what He wanted us to do. Because the Bible says all things work together for the good to them that are called by God and according to His purpose. So His purpose for us was to have worship right. So that's what we're living in right now. Uh, we're living in God's purpose. That's beautiful. Amen. <laughs> what about you, Joy? Yeah, so um, just to add on to what Patrick was saying, um, in the beginning of the year, I just have an unusual desire to just stay, you know, in the secret place. Uh, Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And just to stay in His presence, just an unusual desire, something that I haven't experienced before. And um, as Patrick mentioned, my spirit just kept saying, now is the time, now is the time. So honestly, this whole year, I've just stayed in the secret place. I've just seeked the face of God. Um, and, you know, I think it was he, God literally had a purpose because especially, you know, with everything shut down, we were able to really be disciplined and um, be able to really be obedient to what he was telling us and as Patrick mentioned it was very nerve-wracking um, to start but I knew that was something that God was calling us to do so I'm just very grateful even though COVID isn't what we expected 2020 is you know something that we've never seen before but I would just encourage everyone to anchor in Christ because um you know, he is the way. That is really true. And I love how two of you compliment each other. Like, I just knew, like, inviting you guys over was going to be beautiful because I can feel that through your worship. Um, I just, I don't, I'm, I don't have, I, I didn't have that aha moment. Like, oh my God, there's such, but I found like a lot of meaning in what you guys were doing. I thought it was beautiful and just, just, observing how you guys are like complimenting each other and how you said like you love him very very much of course like now when a lot of women talk to their husbands and stuff about like spirituality or like i feel this or i have a sense of this they never get that support so yeah. it's really amazing that you found someone who actually like listens to you and how both of you feel that it was being obedient to god so that leads me to my next topic which is your vows um i recently attended a zoom meeting um where we had a, a marriage counselor um and he was really sympathizing on the surge of like unmanageable conflicts between a lot of young married couples when we talk about like an age and also newly uh, newly wedded people so what did you do for your vows like did you do the traditional pastor reading or I, I don't even know how how was it for you guys what did this mean to you I think it was to try to know reading like scriptural based vows mm -hmm. um, because, you know marriage is, is an institution set up by God and just like any world institutions their visions their values their code of conduct right so we decided to stick to that um, and also really pay close attention to what those vows are um, because Joy knows me and she's the same way. 
I take things very seriously. Mm-hmm. I take the vows seriously because once I speak those words out, I need to commit to them, right? So um, just going through the vows and just understanding the leaving side of the family and leaving, which is sort of, which is where a lot of the, the challenges happen in marriage, right? It's okay, you can leave. But the cleaving is where you make a compromise. That's where you start adjusting all your, your lives of experience, the way you are, is where that comes in, right? And it comes with a lot of humility, uh, which Christ represented, right? Mm-hmm. It comes with a lot of, of self, uh, selflessness, a lot of self-denial, and a lot of things that come into the picture. So listen to the vows and knowing that this is a commitment and a, a, you know, a, a lifelong sacrifice and commitment and knowing that it's not going to be perfect, but knowing that God is the one who is going to, you know, help us through the journey. I trust God for what He established a marriage institution to do, mm-hmm. and also knowing the words that were were spoken to us that we we acknowledged and then recited, um, trusting those words, which is His words. We knew that He could set us up, you know, to be successful. The why it was not going to be perfect, uh, but we knew that through it all, and better for worse, through sickness and health and riches and, and poverty and anything, God was going to be with us through it. So I took and I, I took those words very seriously, uh, digested them, and that's what I'm living by right now. Yeah, yeah. And just to add on, um, even communicating with your spouse about the vows, like what does this specifically mean? You because everyone's interpretation is different so I think it's important to communicate with your spouse and ask them okay what does you know the two become one mean because you know you hear of relationships where they have separate bank accounts and if that works for them that's fine but you know in my mind I was like okay two become one <laughs> as your is mine so you know um, these are discussions that need to or these are things that need to be discussed because everyone's interpretation is different so I think that's definitely something um, vows are very something that needs to be discussed with your spouse as well wow that's nice and lovely that um, God is still your center of um, what you look up to and of course like we should always be doing that um, I don't know. Did you do any counseling prior to getting married? Yes, yes, we did, uh, and it was a very, very helpful process. Um, and I would advise any single person who's going into marriage to go through that and go through it the right way, uh, no shortcuts. Uh, <laughs> but a lot. What would be the right way? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, a lot of the things that we we even apply when sometimes we you know you know we're not perfect um, when things happen when we have like conflicts here and there we remind ourselves of those things that we learned to through the marriage counseling and number one thing is you know making God the center of the of the relationship and understanding like what it means by the two shall become one right and also the communication part about it like communication is very very important and that's where even the soul when you think about the the structure spirit soul and body your soul is your emotion how you express yourself right the communication part is very important and those are a lot of things that were highlighted and the communication you know within the family is important and also controlling what even comes into the family is also important right there's a lot of 
marriages suffer a lot of the, the problems they have right now by external factors, external things that are communicated into their eyes. One of the things that we learn was to know how to, to create this bubble in the marriage where the communication stays there. You kind of control what goes in and out of the marriage. Uh, it was very important. And also, the final thing that I remember vividly was that the pastor said, make it your goal to make the other person better. So, 10 years from now, you should see your spouse better than you being behind them. Yeah, yeah that was, yeah. Um, yeah, we did do premarital counseling. And one thing that was, um, that I remember, our pastor, our pastor, um, he stressed um, communication. So one thing that he said was when conflict arises, never think that your partner is intentionally trying to hurt you. Because once you go into it thinking that it was intentional, that's when, you know, problems start. Yeah. But when you think that it was unintentional and then you communicate about it um that's where you know you'll find just you know resolving conflicts easier and so i would definitely um advise for everyone if you can to do premarital counseling because that's one thing that i thank god that i did (laughs) like i said i didn't prepare as much as i should have but the premarital counseling was so amazing. Yeah. And also one final thing to add, in addition to that, I just remembered, was also communicating your expectation. Yeah. Because you can go into marriage and you have an expectation in your head mm-hmm. yeah. how you want your wife and your husband to behave. And if they don't behave that way, you start getting annoyed, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's good to sit down and say, okay, this is my expectation. Is it realistic or not, right? And then make sure we're on the same page. If not, it, it gets really ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the fun stuff. I love this conversation. Um, you mentioned two becoming one, and listeners Joy and Patrick actually have a very beautiful daughter. Um, and that leads me to my next topic, which is sex. Um, a lot of people don't talk about this, but I want to ask you guys because unlike all the other fruits of the spirit, right, um, where they talk about being perfect and pursuing peace, love, hope, joy, all of that stuff, it's one area that doesn't, um, well, the school of thought, especially the church and growing up in Ghana as well, sex was really never discussed. I just, I just somehow knew that it was bad. So I yeah. want, <laughs> I want to touch on this, um, because, um, everything that i learned honestly was from like my friends so (laughs) what do you think about this like how was this for you guys um so how like our views on it or like in a relationship um i'm trying to get more clarity well everything based on that because then um it's definitely something special that um well the bible since we're we're christians here we're talking about the bible it specifically says you know all these things about sexual immorality and stuff like that but the church also doesn't really like go into details to explain things or tell us like why or why not this is good or not or at what age we just somehow automatically know that this is bad so i just want to know from your background 
was that the same for you and also going forward like even with your daughter now like if she grows up like how are you gonna train her to understand like a concept like this in her life that's very good good question yeah so I think similar to what you said right growing up in Ghana and I'm sure Joy also in the church setting and also we knew sex before marriage was bad right but I don't think anyone took the time to explain why it's bad, right? Because we're human beings, we are driven by emotions, feelings, right? Um, and so even teenagers at that age, even babies and kids, they always have this compassion, right? So it's a natural thing, right? Yes. Um, but knowing when it's necessary to to have sex was something that I don't think anyone was taught. Uh, in a sense, right? Because yeah. sex was designed for marriage to consummate the marriage, to, to make it complete and feel it right. Um, and also, I use one example. The Bible says, He that has sex with a halot takes the spirit of a halot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that when you have sex, there's a spiritual connection that happens, like more of a soul. Um, I think that's the soul, not spiritual. The soul connection, right? Yeah. Uh, the soul time. So, a lot of those things were not taught. Um, all you know is, oh, sex before marriage is bad, you're sinning, you're going to hell, right? And all this stuff. But no one really took the time to explain it to us. Um, so those are some of the things that we grew up with. Um, and then so, but I kind of going back with my daughter and our daughter, we're going to make sure we teach her what it is, what it implies, and what the consequences could be also, right? We see the consequences, but we need to let her know, like, this is what the Bible says about it. This is there's a principle behind it. And there's a time and a place for sex, right? It's meant in a marriage setting because when you marry, um, your soul, your spirit, and your body is becoming one. And when you have the sex, that's where you tie your souls together and move in that one direction. But when you have sex before marriage, you're not marrying that person. But what you're doing is tying your soul to a lot of people. So you get into marriage. And like you've been pulled in different directions and, and confused and all that stuff, right? So the, the understanding of that and, and explaining what that is, what it is, what the consequences are, or when it's meant to happen, is very important. Right. But and I'll ask you this: so for like a lot of people, they're like, "Oh yeah, we really, really, really love each other. We know everything is gonna go well." Um, we might as well. Um, so what do you think about that, Joy? That they might as well um, yeah. just have, even if they're not married. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, as Patrick was saying, you know, I believe that the church should, um, the, okay, so the church tells us, you know, we shouldn't have sex before marriage, but a lot of the we ask ourselves but why and so I think it's that understanding of the consequences are really um, verbalized and I think that would help you know people understand okay well I should have sex not because it's just you know for marriage but there are um, consequences just such as you know soul ties everyone that you have sex with you're taking you know a part of their soul with you and you you don't know what that entails and then once you get into marriage those are things that you're gonna have to end up breaking you know so 
it's very important just to have that understanding you know seeking that knowledge going to your pastor asking him questions especially if you are in a relationship um definitely studying about you know sex and what the bible says about sex and um you know just going and getting advice and just seeking that understanding i think is really important um for someone that's in a relationship contemplating if they should do it or they shouldn't um yeah so i just yeah and just adding right it kind of goes back to the garden of eden right um where there's a truth and there's reality right so the truth is thou shalt not eat of the, the fruit of like the tree of life and death right Going back to your question, oh, it's everything's going good, right? So why not, right? That's the reality. Relationship, right? We even know we're gonna get married. It's all written on the wall, right? It's the devil who comes in your head and twists things in your head, saying, "Hey, you know what? That's gonna get married in a way." So you gotta just test the water, like you know. There's always you just gotta test the engine or test the machine. It's gonna work, right? So I think it's how the devil twists the truth to take us away from what God. And put in place so the devil knows how to twist stuff and there's a lot of examples in the bible how the devil pick what god has says and then twist it and also make it make sense to you in a way that you can rationalize it and once you rationalize it that's where you get yourself into that stuff and then you open up the door to a door to a lot of things that you're not meant to open the doors to that's beautiful and i like how all these things that you guys have said ties back into obedience um, and I think that's what resonates in your relationship you mentioned that you were very obedient like earlier this year um, and also like when you met each other like you had that respect for each other so we really thank God for your lives keep inspiring us with need worship do you have any final um, thoughts or feedback or anything that you'd like to say to listeners on this couple series and what you think. Yeah, um, we just want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to us. So if you listen to us after this point, that means you, you know, you've listened to us for a while now. So thank you for trying to do that and having a share our story with you. But just, you know, in closing remarks, we just want you to know that God sticks to his word. And that's what has kept us. His word is him. His word is his promise. So having the word of God being the center of everything you do in your marriage, in your relationship, in your career, and everything, there's no way you're going to lack anything because God said, I'll never leave you, not forsake you, right? So if you believe in those words, um, God is going to see you through. So those are the things I'll say, like with, with days on marriage, days on the word of God, I believe it. And we're living by the word of God, um, and we're still progressing. It's still a learning process for us. So, trust in the word of God, and term is trust and obey. Um, there's no other way, as the song saying, you know. So, to be happy in Jesus, trust and obey. So, um, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, and also just to add, it's never too late to to um, seek Him, and um, you know, seek Him for the. Uh, better of your relationship as well I know sometimes we think oh well, we've been married you know for three years or five years and I, I didn't do this in the beginning so um, it kind of hinders you from 
changing, but, you know, God is a God of grace, and it's never too late to seek Him and be in His presence and um, to, you know, start to live your life according to the biblical principles. And so... Um, I just encourage everyone that's listening, you know, um, scripture says when you seek him um, with all your heart, you will find him. So no matter where you are in your life, I would just encourage you to seek God with all your heart and you, you will find him and he will show himself faithful. Definitely. And in love, he definitely sent Christ after everything that mankind had kept doing over and over and over and that's one thing i love about christianity so i definitely agree with you guys it's been awesome having you um patrick and joy's bios would be on this podcast uh description box you can also click the link to go on our website that will lead you to the link to their instagram it's been beautiful having you thank you so much for your time i wish you all the best and um i hope that maybe you'll visit another time with another topic yes definitely thank you you're welcome